0: You're going to quit the job because I've been heavily like, maybe I should just quit like right now and just go a hundred percent back in the sunshine. But I'm like, that doesn't feel safe. That doesn't mm-hmm. feel secure right now. Mm-hmm. And as a mom of two kids, I'm a single mom. Like if it falls apart for me, it falls apart for them. Yeah. You know, and if I didn't have them, I would be even more rebellious. You know, yeah. it'd be like, I don't care. I can sleep on somebody's couch, you know, I hear but that. you know, I have to consider them, which is why I'm like, let me take a step back. I realize what I hated. I hate it. This coming home Mm. after picking my son up from school, he's only been in school two days. The fact that I had to climb back into work, that was too much for me. It was too much. I'm like, no, my day needs to be over.
1: Extremely passionate about helping corporate professionals transition into entrepreneurship so I had to share the one thing the number one thing that helped me develop as an entrepreneur and that's the morning meetup I joined the morning meetup specifically for the structure because I'm, I'm leaving corporate America so I'm used to those morning huddles we got ourselves we know what our goals are and we get our day started so I was missing that for two years before I even found the morning meetup now the second thing that I really really benefited from was the revenue revenue generating activity was not necessarily a thing before 2021 now i had my llc i had my website i had a few clients here and there but the momentum really took off as soon as i got around like-minded individuals and people who really knew the struggles that i was already dealing with that i could get over my fear of sales and communicating my value and putting myself out there on social media the friends that i've developed the mentors and the mentees that i've that i've created relationships with Everything has really created this environment for us to thrive as entrepreneurs. So if you want to develop as an entrepreneur, you're leaving corporate America and you're trying to figure out how do I get my footing in entrepreneurship, then the morning meetup will definitely be a game changer for you. You can learn with us. You can grow with us. And I didn't even mention that we have a book club. Join us in the community. Let's get started today. You will not regret it. Welcome back to another episode of the Work and Play Podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Young, and I have a fabulous mompreneur here here to join us on the set of the Work and Play Podcast. Without further ado, would you like to introduce yourself?
0: Sure. I am Javi of the Sunshine Enterprise. I am the millennial mompreneur. I work with people to help them save time and money in their everyday lives so that they can invest that time and money to build the business of their dreams.
1: Yes. Yeah. So tell me, what does it mean when you say save time and money so that they can invest it back into their lives, especially as a mompreneur? OK,
0: so I know when I first got started with this, I was really just frustrated at work. I know we kind of touched on I work with small businesses always. Yeah. And I felt like the amount of energy, the amount of ideas, what I was doing, bringing to the table was never going to be quantified and given back to me. Mm. You know, so you can make a business 50,000 extra dollars and they're going to give you what, a $500 bonus you know and when you really start putting things into perspective like that you're like I can do this and make more money and really help people in a way that I would prefer to do it other than being an employee and you take the idea and I don't really get the credit for it I'm like I might as well just be a coach um so I realized that the number one thing because I've come from entrepreneurs like I have plenty of entrepreneurs in my family we've owned restaurants and hotels and Mm -hmm. all these different things so growing up I've always kind of seen the hustle of Having your own, I'm always like, I don't have to work for anybody, you know, so that was always my mindset um, But as far as saving money and time in your life, so We spend money on all kinds of stuff we don't need Like people pay cable bills as if Netflix and YouTube and whatever Don't exist, doesn't, don't yeah. exist right um, People just, we just spend money poorly sometimes And that's why we say things like, oh, I couldn't go start my business I don't have any money for it mm-hmm. Or we just are really bad managers of time when you open up your phone and you go to yeah. battery, and you click on where you've been spending your time, how much of it is on social media? Yep. Hours with the S, hours, sometimes days when you calculate it, you know, on a monthly yeah. basis. And when people really figure out, this is where I'm wasting my money, this is where I'm wasting my time, and think about how they can invest that to create a business, doing something they're passionate about, doing something they enjoy doing, yeah, that really changes the game for people because I think the biggest barrier that moms have is, we're supposed to work like we don't have kids, and we're supposed to be moms like we don't have a job, and mm. it's so overwhelming. Like it's not realistic yeah. to work full time and be a mom full time and be good at them both. And that's why I'm really just strong about entrepreneurship. Like why work a job that you don't like and that's not what you're passionate about when you have a talent, you have a skill set. We all do. Yeah. So what is it, you know, figuring that out so that you can create a business and have more free time so that you can. Be the mom you want to be and not be stressed about that job that you don't enjoy doing anyways.
1: Absolutely. So, and it sounds like, so one, I have the same thing. Uh, It's called owning your time, but I talk about this with corporate professionals specifically, Mm -hmm. but I don't necessarily have it from a mom's perspective. Mm -hmm. And hearing you say that, I am more so becoming aware of like moms who want to overexert themselves and everything and they have these this identity as a mom Mm -hmm. and as an employee and sometimes as a wife and, and all these different identities so I feel like the owning your time the necessity to own your time as a corporate person is heightened when you have kids absolutely is that what so when you experience like your your clients making that mindset shift how do you help them get through that so
0: I think the first thing I usually do is we really flag the problems like people don't want to say like i waste my time or they don't want to say i'm unhappy at work or they don't especially when you talking to someone who has a six-figure job Mm -hmm. you're talking to someone who is working in their field that they went to school for yeah it's difficult for them to want to no longer identify as that. So they try to, I'm happy, I'm content, it's okay. But it's not okay because they're miserable at home. Like you said, sometimes you're also a wife and you're also these other things. So you're at that job all day that you're really not happy about. And then you got to go home and take care of the kids, take care of the husband, take take care of yourself. Does that ever make it to the list? Mm -hmm. You know, Um, so I think the first thing we figure out is like, what is the red flag? What is the issue in your life? Is it you're feeling overwhelmed about the job? Is it that you're unhappy? Is it that you don't have support with the kids or in the household? Like that's where we have to get started. Where is the issue? Yeah. And then once we are both in agree- agreement about this is the issue, then it's really easy to make them start making that mental shift. Like, you know what? I don't want to work there no more. Like once you really highlight, this is why I hate it here. It's nothing for them to be like, I don't want to work there. I don't want to keep doing this with the kids on myself. So I do want a nanny or, you yeah. know, and they yeah. really start verbalizing what it is that they desire. And mm-hmm. then I think that's where we can kind of get the ball rolling. But so many clients come to me knowing what the problem is. They're like, I can't make money because I don't have a website. Or I'm not doing this. And Mm. they just really need me to help. I'm not doing this, so how do I do it Yeah, type of thing.
1: It's funny. It's funny how we do that's the worst. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sucks when you don't know what you should be doing. And you Mm -hmm. find out, you're like, oh, if I just knew this 10 years ago, I would have been. But it really sucks if you know what you're supposed to be doing, and you're still not doing it. I, yeah, no. But what I love that what you just said is flag the problem. Yeah. Like, that's the first step. Flag the problem. And you have some real good gems when it comes to, like, setting mm-hmm. up these, phrase, these phrases, like, the way you do. Because I think the first one that we talked about was... um don't put your, don't put somebody else's address in your GPS. Yeah, Like that's just an overall issue, but I just love the way you, you frame things up. Like you have a good Mm -hmm. way of making stuff that is a big idea into like a really small concept. Yeah. So flagging the problem. Um, and you, hearing you speak about your experience with your clients, I know you're the mompreneur, but are you Mm. like an advocate for entrepreneurship? Do you do your clients come to you with the awareness that they wanna be entrepreneurs?
0: So most of my clients are entrepreneurs or about to start that business, most Mm -hmm. of my clients. But I do have, and that's why I'm really trying to figure out how to split this brand because I have two big audiences. I have an audience of people who like me because I teach you how to save money. So like when you look at my really old blog post, I'm teaching you how to reduce your electric bill, how to do this with your kids for cheaper. And I'm really big on saving money because as a full-time student, Full-time employee, full-time mom, like, I went to college with a kid. I got pregnant freshman year and never took a semester off, nothing. Mm, mm-hmm. So I had to really get really serious about budgeting and taking care of money the correct way and managing the household by myself because it wasn't like, I went to Emory. They didn't have housing for you if you want to have a kid. They're like,
2: yeah.
0: you can stay here, but figure that part out,
2: mm. you know?
0: and i had to figure that part out so i made me really good money and that's kind of another thing that i was doing really early on was teach people how to save money so with me teaching people how to save money i have this big audience that only likes that element of me and they're not interested in being entrepreneurs so it's like at this point i'm feeling the need to almost split it off because Mm -hmm. i don't want people to get like thrown off because i have some moms who are stay-at-home moms they don't want to be entrepreneurs they're satisfied but they do like to save money in the household because that makes everybody more happy because they're like look at what i saved now we can put this towards vacation it makes them yeah. feel like they're contributing to the household and i have quite a few clients who do do like these debt repair plans with me and i teach them how to pay off their debt and how to save more money and that's all they want to do and they don't want to be an entrepreneur but yeah. i am
1: pro entrepreneur of course but I have those clients where that's not what they hired me for. I feel you, I do feel you. One thing I, I, so I'm also an advocate of entrepreneurship, but I also see that there's value in looking at entrepreneurship, not in the traditional sense of having an actual business outside of your personal life, but looking at the things that you do, you know they say you if you do one thing, the what you do one way, you'll do everything. You'll you do everything else, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe that entrepreneurship is a mindset as well as a physical, like it's an actual thing. Yeah, I agree. So with moms who want to be stay-at-home moms and you teach them how to save money, mm-hmm. they're essentially running their household like a business. They Absolutely. don't even, it, and that's the thing about that's the thing about moms when they come back into corporate America, mm-hmm. they don't realize that you've been doing all this valuable yes. stuff, and now you yes. want to go back in. You just got me on a whole another because I think in terms of your brand, mm-hmm. instead of two two separate brands, I believe that mompreneur is a it's a you know business endeavor, but yes. it's also a mindset that mm-hmm. mom, that working mothers can take to and understand like you've been doing this, you've been you've been mompreneuring this whole time, yeah. even if you don't resonate with wanting to own a business.
0: No, I completely agree with that because running a household is running a business, especially mm-hmm. when you're doing it well. You know, you got kids going to all these different things. So yes. this kid's in soccer, this yeah. kid got to go to violence. So you're managing the schedule. Like you're very much the executive assistant, maybe the CEO at times, you know, depending on the structure of your household. Yeah. Um. So yeah.
1: And that's cross-functional because you go to, soccer that's athletic you go mm-hmm. to violin that's orchestra like all yeah. of these different niches and like different departments that need to speak to each other and i know you got to have a calendar to run yeah uh, like your children and stuff like their calendar am i am i wrong
0: i mean when they're active yeah like my sister has like a calendar she has you know my oldest niece is in cheerleading um track like whatever like the season changed she's in something different yeah. and then her middle son he is getting into karate and soccer so it's like she's like it's 7 a.m and i have to take this on there and this one there and this one there and then she has a baby the same age as my baby and then he's there the whole time yeah it's a lot i'm like that's what happens at three i'm gonna just stick with two kids because i think that's an overload for me right there <laughs> look,
1: yeah look well i think there's definitely synergy in both of your brands and and as as we um, talk about it, and as you go home and you start thinking about it, I feel like there's probably less because when it comes to splitting brands mm-hmm. as one person, I, I just get the heebie jeebies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if, if there's synergy, then I always go for synergy.
0: Yeah, it's definitely quite a bit of synergy there, but I think it's just like I have the other domain, Sunshine Grind, and I think Sunshine Grind Ooh. will be. For those people who kind of are coming in on that mommy end but not so much the entrepreneur end. Mm. but you know so i own both of those domains and they currently go to the same website but i'm gonna make a small split and just see you know where are the views going where what are people looking at are they here to learn about saving money or are they here to book my services and i think that'll kind of give me an idea and i can always just throw back together you mm-hmm. know but I'm definitely about to test it yeah you sound yeah. right you st-
1: I love when people start talking about data because mm-hmm. I was a data analyst back before I became an entrepreneur yeah so when you talk about split test a yeah. b test and mm-hmm. looking at the data and the thing that entrepreneurs don't always do is really listen to their market mm-hmm. so once you do your test and split back I would just love to see what comes out of that because yes. those learnings those insights are valuable as entrepreneurs Absolutely. mompreneurs anypreneur mm-hmm. you know what I
0: mean I completely agree and like you said people don't listen to their audience I did a poll right before I went on vacation because I'm like, I'm about to write an ebook about starting a business. Because in my head, people come to me because they want to start a business. I did some polls and people come to me because they want to grow a business. I'm like, oh. Mm. So I literally catapulted what I was doing, took that book, stretched it, and I was like, I'm going to write an ebook on growing oh, a business, yeah, business. instead. Girl, yes. you're yes. fine.
1: Yeah. Okay, so yeah. let's get into your story a little bit because uh, as a mompreneur, one, your your vibe is definitely chill. Okay. I think a, a lot of like my corporate friends, they like therapists and like um, coaches mm-hmm. who are just real because they're bre- You're a breath of fresh air. Like yeah. you're just being who you are. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's it's like mm-hmm, I don't have to. You don't have to put no airs on. Mm-hmm. You are just literally you. So let's go a little bit into your story a little bit, okay. like. I want to say, like, what did you want to do when you, like, because you said you were in college, right? Right. So what did you want to do, like, early on?
0: Okay, so I'm, and I'm still going to be. See, I'm going to do it all. Um, I started college with the intention of going to law school. That's it. There was nothing else I wanted more since I was eight years old than to be an attorney. Like, I'm like, y'all wanna get black men out of jail when they're wrongfully convicted? Like, that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to do pro bono work. As I got older, I realized I liked family law just as much as criminal law. And I was very much on track, was still on a pre-law track, even after having my son. I got accepted into law school, I got a scholarship, but I realized that I needed time off. Like, at this point, my son's three years old. I've been working seven days a week. I, I'm like, I'm about to miss his childhood mm-hmm. if I go to law school right now. Okay. So I pulled back. I took the first full-time job. Um, that was offered to me like porn chemicals in this place but they paid me well like they value my work it was fine it wasn't like a mentally draining thing I okay. was home with my kid mm-hmm. um so I did that and then I went to paralegal school okay so like I took a year off and I went to paralegal school and then I was like okay I'm gonna go get a paralegal job because that put me in the legal world and make me feel content so I thought. Um, Until I go back to school to go to law school. Mm -hmm. And then, so I got this paralegal job that wasn't a paralegal job. Oh. Yeah, it was really odd. So it very much came off like it was a paralegal role. It was working for a legal database. I wasn't a paralegal. I didn't work with attorneys. Like, attorneys would contact us to get um, some data that they would then present at mediation. So we did personal injury. Okay. So basically how it goes is you get in a car accident. And your attorney says, um, this should be worth $10,000. You contact us and we give you similar cases. Oh, you got, you know, a bruised elbow. Here's another bruised elbow from that same county with that insurance provider. This is how much it's worth. We give you that data. You take it to court that helps it not be this long process of how much is this really worth because we have all this data Mm. how much this insurance company has paid out in that county
1: got it so
0: the database was dope you know the concept was dope but i'm not being a paralegal right and then it's a very small company um it's like sits people i'm training people i'm writing a handbook i'm doing everything that a manager does so i brought it to their attention like so i'm a manager right Mm -hmm. and they were like we don't need a manager i'm like Okay, so I need a raise, right? It's like we gave you a raise. I'm like, I'm training people who are making ten thousand plus more dollars than me a year. Mm-hmm. You see how ridiculous that is, right? They're just looking at me like I'm like, okay, Ann. Mm-hmm. So that's when I made the decision like, oh, I got to get out of here.
2: Okay, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, that was another job that I just left like no notice, no nothing because I actually saw and it was just like becoming too much like they went from us having like a weekly meeting to like we're having daily meetings to teach us how to do our jobs and then they're like y'all numbers are sliding but it's like you took eight hours of our day away to have meetings meetings. so now I'm a day short on my workload yes my numbers are gonna slide yeah and when you bring that up they're like but keep up and I'm like I don't play those kind of games. I like mm-hmm. to do things correctly. I like to do things efficiently. I don't need someone to teach me how to do my job I've been yeah. doing, you know.
1: How old were you then?
0: Um, how many years is that out of college? I'm probably twenty twenty three, twenty four. Okay. Yeah. So um I had bought a house. <laughs> like this is the craziest thing I've ever did. So I bought a house and then I quit the job six months later.
1: At three at twenty three?
0: I was twenty four at this. You were twenty four. Yeah. That's the
1: boss move though, because yeah. a lot of times people yeah. want to buy the house but then they yeah. still wanna quit their job.
0: <laughs> and they're like, You are gonna do what? Like everybody's like, You're crazy. I'm like, I don't care. And like I had just started sunshine, like mm. I had kinda been testing it. I'm like, okay, I worked with some people I knew. I was able to get them some results. I'm like, give me a review. Okay, I'm about to to start really making people pay for this thing, you know? And I went out there. I quit my job. And for 18 months, I did completely fine. And the only reason I ended up going back is because I had like a really big client. And that's why I'm a little bit more strategic about working with clients who have such a stronghold of my income. Because it's like, I was working with him um, on some projects. And he basically... Didn't operate under the contract and not bring it to his attention. I'm like, you aren't paying what this contract is saying. Yeah. And you're holding payments. And it's like, I could take you to court right now. This is a signed contract. And I just was like, so, I was young. I was fed up. I was like, you know what? You're fired. Like, I'm not working with you no more. Mm. And then I had just bad people around me financially. Not bad people, just financially bad for me. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. And then it just started falling apart. And it was like, I'm either about to lose my house or I'm going to go back to work. So I got really serious interest strategic about what kind of job i want what kind of employee i want Mm. and what kind of employee i want to be and what kind of employer i wanted to have um because that didn't mean my business was going away it just meant that i had to do this too Mm. um so i wanted someone who was flexible i wanted someone who was a small business owner but had built it on their own like i didn't want another entrepreneur who had been built on the backs of someone else someone else who had a rich family or something like those Mm. kind of things i realized were why some entrepreneurs treated me differently or acted differently. I'm like, the values were different. yeah, absolutely. So I was like, I want somebody who then built it on their own. They're going to understand it. I want somebody who has kids. Cause when I worked with someone who didn't have kids, it was really not nice, you know? Yeah. So I understood what I wanted and I found the role that fit all those things and I'm still there now. Um, but like we just talked about, I did just cut my hours like by 25% because like yeah. it's getting overwhelming. Like when I started working there three years ago, I didn't have a second kid. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't have that second kid now, I probably would be fine because I wouldn't be waking up in the middle of the night for a teething baby and this and that, but it's like he's a lot. Yeah. He's a lot. He's the most active 10-month-old I've ever interacted with in my life. Like he gets up like from the moment you wake him up, you could just stand him up and he'll just start running around. When like, I
1: look at him on Instagram, he's definitely he looks like he's a smart baby, but um not only that you being able to like take ownership of your life mm-hmm. in a way it seems so much so much more rebellious than a lot of moms i speak to yeah and because i don't have children sometimes i feel like i don't have license to talk about it mm-hmm. but the fact that you're such a go-getter it's like no you can yeah, do it too you can
0: yeah and that's why i encourage people to do because everybody's like you're gonna quit the job because i've been heavily like maybe i should just quit like right now and just go 100 percent back in the sunshine but i'm like That doesn't feel safe. That doesn't feel secure right now. Mm -hmm. And as a mom of two kids, I'm a single mom. Like, if it falls apart for me, it falls apart for them. Yeah. You know, and if I didn't have them, I would be even more rebellious. You know, it'd be like, I don't care. I can sleep on somebody's couch, you know. I hear that. But, you know, I have to consider them, which is why I'm like, let me take a step back. I realize what I hated. I hated this coming home Mm -hmm. after picking my son up from school. He's only been in school two days. The fact I had to climb back into work, that was too much for me. It was too much. I'm like, no, my day needs to be over. Mm-hmm. When he's home, like, my day needs to be over because I want to spend time with him. And me getting off at 5, 6 o'clock, now I'm about to prep dinner. I, when are we getting time? Yeah. You know, now, starting on Monday, like, when he gets out of school, we can go to the playground right now. Y'all can go play right now. And when we get home, it's still going to be 5 o'clock. I can start dinner early, like, which means I can put them on a better schedule because my kids are on the schedule, mm-hmm. but I'm not. You know, because I'm doing this all day. So now yeah. I'm like, now I get a schedule, too, which means I'm going to get more sleep, which means yes. I'm going to be better, which means my business is going to be better, which means it's going to grow faster. I'm going to drive better products. I'm going to provide better services. It's going to put us in position that when it's time to leave that job, 100 percent, I could do it. And I could feel confident and comfortable with
1: it. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. can I can hear you bossing bossing all day. So, I know you just made the announcement on Instagram, like, yeah. a couple of days ago. Yeah. Do you feel like, and you, in your mind, I can hear the balance coming. Yeah. So, like, how do you feel the transition has been, what, has it been, like, two days since you made that announcement?
0: Yeah, so I just made the an announcement, but it doesn't start until Monday. Okay. Like, because I've been thinking all week, I'm like, what am I telling her on Friday? Mm. Because as of Monday, I didn't know if I was going to quit or not, like. Am I going to quit? What I, I'm like, on Friday, I'm going to make a decision, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just work with my sons at school.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. that's fine with me. And like my baby, he usually sleeps at 10.30 because he goes to bed late. And then he takes a two-hour nap. So it's like, if I'm only working six hours a day instead of eight hours a day, he's only awake two of those hours. Yeah. You know, that's a lot different than him being awake half of the day. Because now when I'm coming back from and do stuff from school he wants to play and i'm still on my computer it's too much it's okay. too much
1: i'm trying to put myself in your shoes i don't know if you can tell but i'm like Ooh, oh, what? It's even so the hours and stuff i'm like just trying to figure out how would i wrap my mind around a whole living being yeah. two living beings two that like
0: beings. want me for everything and it's like i walked downstairs and i saw how trash my house was i'm like this Gotta i can't run. keep doing this yeah because it's like i came right back from vacation you know you're trying to catch up on your sleep I hadn't unpacked. It was still laundry from before I left. Mm-hmm. Then it's toys, then it's this. I'm like, I can't possibly live in this house that I'm looking at right now. I can't live here. And I was like, you're never gonna get the time unless you reduce the hours at the job. And it's like, but the money, I'm like, you will make money. You always can make money. Like, yeah. why do you even care about that? Like, sometimes like when I'm really focused on the stock market and doing my options, like two months ago, the stock market completely paid my mortgage, you know, so it's like, it's not mm. like you
1: can't make money like i love you it. just need
0: more time yeah. to make the money yeah you know
1: yeah so so as a mompreneur i think your mother journey is really interesting like mm-hmm. when did you have your first baby
0: the freshman my freshman year of college okay so well what technically um at that point in time because i changed my majors a couple of times when i first went to school i was a psych poli sci double major okay I don't know why I thought that that was a good idea, but I'm like, I'm pre-law, like want to know how the brain works and political science, of course. Like this one needs to be done. Did not graduate with that. I graduated as a women's studies and sociology double major. Okay. Yeah. So switched it up a bit. Yeah. In the middle of that, I was an anthro major for a couple years, so
1: okay. I figured it out. Okay.
0: But um, basically, yeah. So I got pregnant first semester. Like I found out on. December 5th, like, right before finals, like, okay. first semester of college, and I was like, I don't have time for this, <laughs> like, I literally was like, I'm gonna take some prenatals, get through finals, and then we can come back to the drawing board on this, because I can't even think about this, knowing I have finals in two days. Yeah, okay, yeah. so
1: you just like, okay, put it off, we Yeah. to focus, okay.
0: But that had, like, been my boyfriend since I was, like, 15, 16, and, like, I went back to Cleveland, we got back together, so it wasn't like, oh, like, I don't care about this person or this baby, I'm like oh yeah we love each other so we're gonna keep this kid okay let's just deal with it later so that's what we did
1: okay so Um, it wasn't necessarily like okay we're gonna be together forever it was just like as of right now this is a it's not somebody random so not not somebody random but i also don't have the brain power to think about like what I'm gonna do, so we're yeah. gonna put it off. Well,
0: at that time, I feel like we were very much like we're gonna be together forever. Oh. We were still talking marriage stuff. Like we were together till he's like five or six. So like we still trying to make it work for quite a while. But mm-hmm. people grow apart. We're not mm-hmm. the same people we were when we were teenagers. Right. You know, yeah. and like now we're like best friends, and our son loves it. Like it's dope. Nice. Yeah, and he gets to everything. So he yeah. doesn't care at all. <laughs> no,
1: I can imagine. Like,
0: he like y'all cool with each other, like it's no violence. When I get mad at you I can go over there and like you know
1: look, so. look, I ain't mad at it.
0: Yeah, so um
1: I had him
0: and we It was just really crazy because, like, I had to move off campus, you know, because you can't stay in the dorm anymore. Yeah. I had to figure out how I'm paying for this. And, like, we were together at first, but then we broke up when the baby was really little. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to just handle it all. Mm. And, like, that first year, like, I handled it all. You know, I was going to school. I bought a car. Like, it was a $2,200 little beater i got this toyota Camry and the engine blew out six weeks later Mm. yeah it was horrible like i literally got a license two days later bought a car six weeks later the engine blew out and then i was like okay there's something else out like my aunt had another car that was sitting there i was like if i get it fixed can i drive that so i buy a car i did that and i bought a car brand new like so i always did whatever had to be done Mm -hmm. um because i'm like i gotta go to school he gotta go to daycare i'm not dropping out like no matter what
2: yeah
0: um and that was really interesting because I found out like so much about how like the welfare system is completely like just poverty driven. Like I didn't want food stamps. I didn't want any of that. I was like, can I get daycare vouchers? Because I'm going to school full time. Mm. I'm working full time. And they were like, you go where to school? I'm like, I go to Emory. And they're like, no. I'm like, what do you mean, no? was like if you went to a tech school. I'm like, wait, wait, what? I'm like, if I go to community college, I can get it. Yeah what
1: i don't understand I don't,
0: it. i know i had to completely understand it this is a property cycle they don't everyone should be able to not need them anymore yeah. so i was like okay so i'm going to take out a loan for it so even though i had this full ride to school i had to start taking out loans because there was no way i was dropping out of school yeah you know so yeah. and i didn't graduate with any more debt than any of my friends who you know didn't have as good scholarships as i did so
1: The top three responses that I get when I ask, why do you want to leave corporate America, are that you want financial freedom, you want to own your own time, and you wanna build a legacy for this generation and generations to come. Now, this is not a solo job. In order to transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship, it's gonna take community and it's gonna take resources. And I've created the community of pioneers who are going to wrap around you and help you make that transition successfully. So if you're interested in leaving your job, go ahead and click that information below. Let's get into the community and let's transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship successfully. Now let's get back to the episode dope okay yeah Ooh, i kind of want to go down this path of like the whole um it's just it does it does annoy me that like when we're in college we can't get food stamps like if some of these kids do i'm like what are y'all doing where's the loophole i mean yeah. i think there's there's there there are definitely like ways to circumvent it but it's not easy no
0: like,
1: like, why we gotta be hungry and we just trying to go to school exactly exactly because if you because if you don't i remember when i was in college. um and I actually went to a tech school, mm-hmm. but because I said I was in school, they mm-hmm. were like, "No, if you're not in school, if you don't have a job, we'll support you." Yeah. So you just said it like you literally just said something that actually, you know, I, when I say I don't understand it, it is like, yeah. Even if it's subconscious, they want you just to always rely on. I the met system.
0: all the requirements. It's like you have to work or go to school. Yeah. Thirty-five hours a week. Yeah. I was working forty-two hours a week and in school full credit load. And they told me, you know, like, but I'm the I'm the candidate you would want to be able to go to school so that my kid can go to daycare so that I could pay into the system because I'm going to make money and pay taxes.
1: Exactly. And I can literally be a success story for they don't want success stories. No, <sighs> but that's neither here nor there. So yeah. you graduated with, you said, uh, women's women's studies and, so, and sociology. Yeah. OK. And then you went straight into the um paralegal
0: so i went into just this job okay and then i went to paralegal school a year later Mm. and then i went into that paralegal job that wasn't a paralegal oh you were
1: pouring the chemicals yeah you went to paralegal right Mm -hmm. okay so
0: then i did that job for a little less than two years quit on them because they weren't being kind and they didn't want to treat me like the manager that i was what the it's so funny because the final straw for me was they hired this person on the other side of the company, even though it's like eight people, it's two sides, it's sales and it's customer support. Yeah. And they hire her for sales and they made it a customer support manager. I was like, I'm oh, out of here, yeah. I'm out of here. And it was a Thursday and it was like right before April Fools. I was like, oh, I got a joke for them. <laughs> like it was such a great weekend cause I didn't care. I was like, oh, I made up my mind. Like, cause I already was on my way out. Like I already was like, once I hit 10,000 in my savings, I'm out of here. I had 8,000, I was like, forget them, I'm out of here. Like. No, like, you just told me we don't need a manager, and you yeah. made this girl my manager? Yeah. She don't even know this business. Like, I wrote the employee handbook. How am I not the manager? I, I trained everybody in here. Yeah, they do that too. Yeah, so I left that job, did some one baby. So I'm still one baby mm-hmm. this whole time. Like, I thought it was just going to be him, just me and him, but we went on our lives. But then um, worked for myself for those 18 months and then went back to work this job I'm currently at. Right. And then um, I just had my little son 10 months ago. Yeah. So yeah, and that was just, I don't know, I went to Costa Rica and came back with a baby.
1: How did that, in, so how did that influence your, your brain? Did you, have you always identified as the mompreneur? Mm-hmm. So like even when you started Sunshine, mm-hmm. So how did the so, second baby kind of influence your brain?
0: Um, I think it just really makes me more, Focused on moms like when I first started my brand I was really focused on small businesses So like the sunshine enterprise, you know, it's spelled with the o that's my son's face in the logo It's always been hey, I'm a mommy and I'm an entrepreneur. It's always been that but having that second son like my first kid Like I realized like one kid is really easy Like it's not that crazy, especially once they hit like four or five like they can feed themselves they their potty training Can talk like life was so easy and then like starting all the way back over my is this the weight that mothers carry all this? Like I completely <laughs> forgot. Sounds like you really started
1: owning the name. I was yes. like, <laughs> baby.
0: I just had forgotten, like I really had, because when Deuce was a baby, I'm in college, I'm working, and I'm eighteen, nineteen years old, so it's not even impacting me the same way, and I'm not with him all day. I'm with, due to COVID. I'm with this kid all day, yeah. working all day, and I'm like moms really be doing this like I feel like I didn't even do it the first time because I had so much support like yeah. his dad and my grandma I'm at school he's with them I get out of school sometimes dinner's already cooking like I didn't have to do it all yeah. like this time I had to do it all and yeah. I'm like this is too much to do
1: yeah yeah. Do you think you work more work better with single mothers now that you know the experience or do you think it's the same single mothers versus like moms? Well, I
0: think moms in general I work well with because I understand that dynamic and you know they're always really clear like here's my household dynamic, you know, and this is this is what I'm responsible for because at the end of the day we still carry the most burden, the most load in the household. Like it's great when a man like I want to pay all the bills. That is so great but are you gonna fold some laundry? Mm. Because that's a lot of laundry that we produce, <laughs> like yeah. between the cooking, the cleaning, the being responsible for the schoolwork, like it's still so much that a mother carries and like that doesn't change whether a man is present or not. Yeah. In most cases, like, you know, sometimes it's like, oh yeah, you know, he helps out and he helps with laundry or whatever, but let's be serious here. Yeah. Like when they break down those numbers, like we are talking about like, I love some stats, they say, like, the average woman, if she actually got paid for all those roles, like, as a maid, as a chauffeur, as, like, we would make, like, close to at least 100000 a year up to $300,000 a year. Absolutely. For the amount of hours we invest into all these different roles.
1: Seriously. And, and that, I think that's actually really important. I don't know if you've already quantified that in your in your um, work that you do with the moms, but even from, like, a, a motivation standpoint, when you think about your worth, even in the marketplace, mm-hmm. especially as moms, when I know, I know the story of, like, I've been, a, I've been a stay-at-home mom all the time, and now I want to go back into the corporate world, and I don't necessarily know my value. Well, a simple exercise is to literally count all the things that you do, create a full-time job. And if you weren't in this position, mm-hmm. what would you be making? Like, if, if someone had to fill all those roles, how much would it cost for them yeah. to fill that role? Yeah. I think that's a very motivating and mindset-shifting mm-hmm. conversation that you can have. For sure.
2: Them.
0: Especially because women were still paid 70 cents to a dollar. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen some stats that say it's getting closer to 80, but we're still underpaid, period, point blank. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at the stats that, but when I have a baby, I have to take time off and the man doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I have to do this, like, why will we ever get paid less? It actually makes no sense, mm-hmm. even though, like, I know what it comes from. It comes from a time where only the man went to work, so that's the only breadwinner you needed. But yeah. it's too many moms and women that are in the head of their household. Why is she making $80,000 a year instead of 100000 and she actually has kids at home? Yeah. And the father doesn't see them, but on the weekend, like, it's unfair and it's unequal. So it's like, that quantifying is serious. And, like, realizing your value, like, it's serious. And I think I'm really getting there. That's why I'm like, this job and thinking about the numbers of what I'm getting paid per hour, like, that's irrelevant. Yeah. Because my mental sanity is not going to be here if I keep this up. And it's like, what is my mental health worth? A lot more than this. I'll tell you that.
1: Absolutely. You speak with a very, like, you're clear on what you're, um, I had a, another friend of mine, she talks about, um, knowing what serves her. You speak mm-hmm. from like a place where you kind of know what serves you now. Yeah. And I'm thinking like you said you, you, your, um, your family, like everybody was entrepreneurs. You knew what entrepreneurship meant. Um, but then I think about, you wanted to be a lawyer, mm-hmm. and then you decided to take the first job out of college, which had nothing to do with law, no. law and then the second one was like, okay, it'll get me closer to law. But, like, what was your rationale when it when it came to, like, okay, I'm going to work this job? Did you have a an idea that you were going to be an entrepreneur later, or?
0: From, like, that first job out of
2: college? Yeah.
0: I just knew I needed some time. Like I had, I was just burnt out. Like I was senior year, I had lost like 15 pounds. Like I'm studying and I'm already small. Like I lost like 15 pounds. I'm studying for the LSAT. I'm working three jobs. I'm carrying a full course load. I'm getting my baby out of daycare at six o'clock and I'm being a mommy all night. Like I was so burnt out that I was just like, okay, you graduate, like you need a break. Because when I thought about doing it all over again for another three years, I didn't have it in me. I was like, I can't. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be successful at this. So I was like, let me just take a job that's going to pay the bills while I figure this out. Mm -hmm. And I liked that it was a job that I got to leave at work. When I left, I left. And I could just do what I wanted to. And I still was working another job um, at Catch Air. I actually... I don't know how we just missed that in translation yes. oh i guess because like the jobs are overlapping but i started catch air sophomore year of college so it's basically like a kids play center it's like a chuck e cheese without the games it's more okay. like um inflatables and stuff i loved it there though it was like it paid minimum wage but you got tips but it was just like the environment was really healthy for me because it's okay. like all you have to do is clean up and host kids parties it wasn't any stress it wasn't you know and i'm mm-hmm. like I don't care about cleanup, I have to clean up anyways, you know, I love sanitizer. I can wear my headphones while I go up there, like, it didn't bother me at all, and it's like, I was so dope at hosting kids parties to the point that, like, parents would come in like, yes, can we request Jacqueline, you know, so, it was, I loved it there, and I stayed there like another six months after I graduated, but then I was like, I don't wanna keep working seven days a week and I finally let that job go. Okay. But they offered me they was like, Would you wanna come over here full time? Like we can make you a manager, like we wanna be a black shirt and we discussed it and it's just like I would make more money over here guaranteed and not have those long hours and like we understand Mm. you know did
1: did entrepreneurship play a role in that or even like oh no i don't want to be a manager because i want to be a lawyer
0: yeah at that point in time i just like i was so young like i'm 21 when i graduated college and i was just like i just i didn't know what i wanted like i knew i would eventually go back to law school but i just I just needed to be able to pay the bills and see the kid and relax. Like I don't know where I was in my mind at that point, but like I said, after I went to paralegal school, I'm like, okay, and then I took that next job and I was like, I'm not being a paralegal, and then that's when like Sunshine kind of started right
2: around then. Yeah.
1: Speaking of Sunshine, I feel like you speak about your story, and and I love this about moms who especially are like still dope to this Mm -hmm. day. Um, not that all moms aren't, but some moms don't, uh, they don't use that as strength. Mm -hmm. Um, and so speaking of sunshine, like one son is your son. It's like the inspiration of being a a boy mom, right? Mm -hmm. But then, like, where does the sunshine, it's it Sunshine? Enterprise, it? that's Enterprise. the official name. Yeah, like, what was the inspiration behind that? It? It's
0: so funny, like, I was literally sitting in my office that I had stolen from my three-year-old. He had a playroom and he was just, <laughs> he was being bad, and I was like, I'm gonna make this an office. I'm gonna start a business. Like, literally out of nowhere one day. <laughs> the
1: way you said, still from your child's so like, yeah. you can tell you're still a young mom. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was like, I was like, you know what, you don't deserve a playroom because it's like we have a three bedroom, it's just us. This is gonna be my office, like, I'm about to do something, I don't know what shit. So, I literally was sitting in there, started really thinking about what my skill set was, what am I good at, like, what am I strong at. And I was thinking of, I'm like, maybe I'll just do paralegal work, you know, because you can get paid really well and just write contracts and stuff. And I'm like, hmm, I'm not really passionate about that. And I started really thinking, like, every small business you go into, you kill it. You know, Mm -hmm. so how can you, what are you good at? And I'm like, well, I'm good at all these things. You know, I've always been like a jack of all trades. So I'm like, figure that out. How can you provide that as a service? I'm like, okay, you know how to file LLCs. I mean, LLCs. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, You know how to incorporate a business. You know how to, okay, start there. Like, so you can start somebody's business. What else can you do? You can build a website. You just built your own website. You can build other websites. So I really just started figuring out If someone's a brand new business, what can I do for them? I realized, a lot. And I kind of just started there. I started with my friends who are entrepreneurs. The very first project I ever did, my friend uh, was in an LLP, like a partnership. And him and his partner had got into it. They didn't have, like, any operating agreement or anything. Mm -hmm. And he needed to reclaim his business. And I was like, let's figure it out. And I helped him do it. And he refiled a single-member LLC. And I did all the paperwork between um, the Secretary of State. And I was like, okay, let's just start here. So that's kind of what happened. I was sitting there like... I can't give my kid a job, but I could pass my business though, you know? And I was like, sunshine, okay, sunshine what, sunshine what? And I was like, sunshine enterprise. I literally filed my LLC like three o'clock in the morning on Tupac's birthday. Didn't even realize it till later in the day. I was like, so my anniversary is six sixteen sixteen, and it's like June 16th. I was like, oh, that's so dope. So my my business is a little Gemini, and I love Tupac because it's great.
1: (laughs) Oh my God, the, the I know a little bit about Gemini's, but at least the LLC you can't be as like
0: yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, flip, flip, the, right? Yet. My best
0: friend a Gemini. I'm like, how are you a Gemini? I don't understand it. Oh girl. I'm, yeah, it's weird.
1: Um, I almost forgot. Let me let me see. Hold up, Sunshine. Oh, what? I was saying from that experience. I was thinking, and mm-hmm. from that experience, um, what you do really transcends. it is transcends past being a mom and helping mothers. Like you are a mompreneur, mm-hmm. but I understand the value that Sunshine Enterprises has can help moms and men, yeah, and people who are just business owners. Thank you so much for watching the Work and Play podcast. This episode is sponsored by the Boss Up Conference, which is a community for entrepreneurs, CEOs, celebrities, and corporate executives to come together, network, and solve some problems. Thank y'all so much for being supporters of the Work and Play Podcast, and thank you for watching the Work and Play Podcast and all the episodes before. Now, let's get back to the episodes.
0: Yeah, so that's what I've been actually niching down in the reverse of that, because when I started, I was very much like, I'll help any small business owner. But I realized that's not what I'm passionate about, especially, like you said, having that second kid, how did it change things. Mm-hmm. I realized I really want to help moms. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really way more passionate about that. Um, and it, thinks of, it makes me think of, like, what I've always been passionate about, and I have, like, bigger plans on like this nonprofit that I have that I haven't been investing time into but like it's called TNT transition and takeoff and it started with me like mentoring kids but I'm like what's my big goal and I I really want to help like single women get out of poverty and like Mm -hmm. I have this whole concept on like they'll start here and then we help them get a job and we'll watch the kids and then when they get over here they'll rent and then they are rent pay for this and then I'll help them become homeowners you know so I'm really passionate about like single moms getting out of poverty and that's why I'm big entrepreneurship because it's no cap on this. You never can have somebody fire you. You never have to think about, can I not feed my kids tomorrow because something bad happened at work, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's when I'm more passionate about it. And it's like, I still take men clients, but I'm not going to market to them. I'm not going to cater to them. I'm not going to go out of my way to make them feel comfortable because that's not who I'm passionate about working with. And now that I'm in a space where I have a bigger audience, more people know about what I do. I can be more selective about who it is that I want to serve. And I realize. That's who I want to serve.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You speak uh, very finally, not finally, but um, specifically about their, their, the challenges that a lot of us, even myself, probably don't resonate with mm-hmm. because I'm not the one staying up at three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm not the person like feeling tied between like, okay, do I do, what do I do at this five o'clock hour? Mm-hmm. So I can hear the passion as you talk about that motherhood experience. Mm-hmm. And so I understand like why that is the thing. Yeah. So yes, you are a mompreneur. You could help other people but you've decided to niche down, which is another entrepreneur challenge. Yeah. Like being able to just choose a niche. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so life experience taught you that. Was it ever a challenge for you to get there?
0: Oh, yeah. This is my second niche now.
1: Oh, what was yeah. the first
0: one? So like it went from like all small business owners to primarily women. And then now it's going to like primarily moms. Mm. And it's like, I didn't mean to like just cut out a gender, but it's like, it's just something about the way I connect with women. Versus men and like I think about bad business relationships I have that's primarily men and I just like I don't know like I know it's like a stereotype and we're breaking away from it but like that whole like men always leave the room and I think I don't like that because when I'm in the room, I'm in charge, you know? So <laughs> like, yeah, so i be like, I didn't, I was like, let me work with women so I could teach them how to be stronger and better entrepreneurs. Because I saw like a lot of women were working with men coaches. I'm like, you don't even know how to direct them and talk to them. And, you know, I was hearing other women having bad experiences with men. Like this man was posted on my website, but you know, I haven't heard back from him. Like, have you contacted him? You feel uncomfortable, but like, hold on. You're you know, paying him to be yeah, upset. and I was like, so I niche down to more so women, and then I niche down again to like moms. And even though, like we said, it's two branches of that. It's my moms who don't want to become entrepreneurs, and they're working moms, or they're stay-at-home moms, and then it's my entrepreneur moms, it's, or the ones who are like, should I jump over here, you know, who are a little torn. But yeah, so that's the second niche down. Um, and it is hard because you're like, but would I cut would I cut my market so much I won't make money anymore? But I cut my market so much that I don't have content anymore. But exactly. I cut my market so much that I, it's not a big enough market. You know, exactly. it's Those hard. The thing,
1: but the 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 things that I always tell people is just because you niche down. Doesn't mean that other people won't come, so you. you can always kind of decide who fits into the mode and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the, that's the biggest challenge: getting people to say one niche down, speak mm-hmm. to one person, and then um, and be be clear. I guess be, be um, living in an abundant mindset that you are going to. There are seven what seven million people in the world? Eight point
0: two billion. Eight
1: point two billion. I said million mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So if you niche down, you are not niching down the rest of the world. So it's just. <laughs> That's something that we all entrepreneurs have to have to overcome yeah so um i i have i resonate with sunshine as i'm talking to you because like you have this like really cool chill personality right and so and you even when you tell your stories you don't get so down even in the stories were like it could probably be somebody's like sad, wallow story. Mm-hmm. Like, no, nah, this is what happened. This is what happened. And even yeah. your the perspective that you share. So, like over the years, I can imagine you have um, not rationalized, but gone through the, the emotions of the highs and the lows. But as it stands today, what would you say is one of your like the challenges that you're working through?
0: Um really just managing my time better, but that was why I cut the hours at work, you know? Like, cause that's been my biggest thing is I'm getting pulled in too many directions and I have amazing ideas that I know exactly how to execute them, I don't have the time to do it. Mm-hmm. And that makes me torn, and then I sit back and I tell myself, what do you want out of life? i like, I wanna write books and live on the island. And I'm like, I'm really putting myself in that space now because I own, like we just discussed, I own property. I'm putting myself in a position to own more property. So I'm going to have an investment portfolio that's going to allow me to buy an island. And I'm getting more invested in having the time to write books. Like I'm dropping an ebook today after this. Hey. I'm about to stop, what is it called? <laughs> Look, it's called Stop Being Stagnant, Start Growing Your Business. Okay. So that's dropping today. But I'm really just like, focus more um but my issue definitely was time management last year like I took just this big backtrack and it wasn't just because of COVID like after I had my son like I went into like horrible postpartum depression I was like oh this is what people go through like and it was a time where my business was really kicking up because people are like let's file this business trademarks because all the government money was coming out and I literally was blocking on my calendar because Mm -hmm. I immensely couldn't do it and I always like be kind of kicking myself for like you really could have took off right then in that moment and you didn't have the mental capacity to. So it's like me managing my time also means ensuring that I always have like that self-care time because now I need that time to sit with myself and reflect like you okay? You you know? And when I was going through like really bad postpartum depression, my friend in New York, like we have, it. it's still on our calendar. Thursday at six o'clock, our phone's going to ring and we're going to check in. And it's like now I make that a priority of checking myself because like, I realize, like, if your mental health isn't there, no matter how much time you got, you're not going to manage it right. You're not going to do the other things. Everything yeah. falls apart. Yeah. Need to wake up the next morning. Everything's just as it was yesterday. Yeah,
1: that's why it's so important that your clients actually reach out. because. Yeah. When you say like not having the mental capacity, then it's like, why'd you even quit your job if you weren't gonna take care of yourself mm-hmm. well enough so that you keep this thing afloat? Exactly, you're essentially doing yourself a disservice if you like burn out right after you right after you leave the um, corporate job or a small business. So it's really dope that you're focusing on this niche mm-hmm. because there's there's those moms that I've even come in contact with. And this is before I even became a coach. And I'm like. No, you can do it. Mm -hmm. But when I'm speaking from such a non-experienced perspective... They're like,
0: yeah, you think so.
1: Right, or you you don't have any kids. Tell me about this when you have kids. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to let this go. (laughs) And it's
0: such an arrogant thing for moms to say, but I I understand why they feel that way. But I think it's arrogant because I just had a doula that don't have kids. And that was just like, because I've always thought, you need to be a doula, you need to understand birth. Like, no, she doesn't. Mm -hmm. She needed to be able to manage that room, help me manage my pain, and know what I wanted. What is her... like? She didn't need to have kids. She's read enough books and seen enough verse. Yeah. You know, and I, yeah. That's it's true. Yeah, it's interesting how moms say that kind of stuff. Like, when you get your own kids, that's why people sometimes bought their blessings or their opportunity to learn or be presented with new opportunities or whatever. Because they're like, mm, I can't listen to her because she don't have the experience. Yeah. But she can education. Education and experience are just as important to each other. And I think sometimes people miss the mark on that. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to show my like, you can't have it all, though. Mm-hmm. Like, there is nothing that I want, like, of this world that we're not going to get. My sister was just asking that, like, dude, does your son think y'all rich? Because my son thinks we rich. I was like, no, he just knows that he can have anything he wants. He does. Like there's nothing that he asked for that he don't come in like. Okay, well if you can't pay for it, what if I made comic books and we sold them for two dollars hey, a piece? Like he's got that, just, and
1: he's in the fifth grade now. Yeah. So he's got that. Money oh today. yeah,
0: and that's another thing. Like he had a YouTube, but it's like haven't had time for it, and he has all these amazing ideas. I'm like, let's let's get your YouTube back launched. Let's do what we want to do that's because of pretty soon, and that's. Three to six months, we're gonna be so back self sufficient that I'm not gonna have room for a job anyways. Gosh. We're gonna be traveling too much. We're gonna be doing this too much. We're gonna, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. So we didn't get into um, we didn't get that deep into it, but yes, you mentioned um in earlier that um you go into small businesses and you prefer to work in small businesses because they um identify more so with the entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. So like, what sh- what was your niche? What what after you think about the Successes that you've had mm-hmm. in small businesses. What was that niche before you went into
0: Um, All the businesses was, were different with all the one thing that's consistent is like my ability to like look at data To then make changes like for example, I'm at Emory and we had to do basically these grand round events and they're like the students come and the professors come and we bring a speaker in and we saw that like I um, Attendance was dropping, but we couldn't figure out why and we're taking these surveys But we're doing nothing with these pieces of paper. So I was like, okay, let's revamp the survey Let's make it one through five. So we have numbers and then I was like, I'm gonna input them and we're gonna figure it out So when we take all these papers that we've been collecting but not doing anything with this data Because instead of it saying like good fair, whatever I'm like, that's the one that's the two that's you know mm-hmm. I made it a system that was numbers. I'm like, oh, they hated this speaker whenever we have speakers in this subject matter this is when attendance is falling. Mm-hmm. So we saw that, we changed the speakers, now we got attendance going back up. So then, um same thing when i was like at the job when i was doing the chemicals i'm like okay well it's it's all a numbers game that's why i really love that job like it it was just a numbers game like it's this big order board and like you just pick whatever order you want and you put your number up there and then like that's going to track if you get a bonus based on like how many kids you produce or whatever mm-hmm. and i started seeing how other people were doing stuff i was like look if we're doing an order and it's like 300 of them why don't we do, you do this part, I do that part, like, we'll get it done faster, you know? Mm. And when we started shifting what we were doing, they're like, "Um, well, Jacqueline, you get in charge of that. Can y'all figure out how to get these out today? I'm like, yeah, because I'm good at numbers. I'm good at, like, let's do it this way. You know, like, maybe this is the issue. So whenever you put data on top of something, that's when you're able to figure out what the problem is. Like, even when I was working at the legal database, we had all these clients that, um, weren't paying their subscriptions, weren't renewing. And I'm like, okay, well, I made a big board. I put everybody, all the different law firms on index cards. And I'm like, okay, well, it looks like this state right here is having an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the attorneys that's three or less attorneys, and I start seeing that difference. Like, okay, these are the people who are trying to no longer subscribe to us. Yeah. Let's target them. Let's figure out how we can help them because yeah. they're the ones having the issues. So like just data. I just love numbers and that's always been how I fit things. Yeah. yeah,
1: even even in your um, entrepreneurship. So I, I can hear how they all tie in. Mm-hmm. So um, your idea, I'm going to take a guess here. You can always tell me if I'm wrong, but your idea of like working place sounds like with your having your kids around, mm-hmm. being an author, writing books in another country. And working with moms, like coaching them, maybe answering the phone, helping them out with their issues. Yeah,
0: I might still do some coaching, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just want to be on the island, just running around the beach. So the with coaching the, is, is a very yeah. <laughs> better get it while it's still here. I
1: feel it. I yeah. feel it. I feel it. So thank you so much for joining me on the couch today. Yeah, I'm always like curious to hear what other people's like idea of work and play is like, and then how they've evolved mm-hmm. in, in different ways. So hearing your your perspective as a mom, it's, it just gives me a different perspective of what my growth would look like. Cause I'm not a mom yet, right. but I wholeheartedly intend to, con- to maintain my um, entrepreneurship status. Right. So like whatever that looks like and whatever steps I need to take. Hey guys, it's Ariel from the work and play podcast. If you're getting any value from this channel, and I mean anything from the tutorials to the podcast, to the random videos that you see on this channel, then I just ask that you do one thing, please subscribe, subscribe and share this to anyone that you think this resonates with and drop a comment below. So I'll know what other things that you want to see next. Now let's get back to the episode. So the last, like it's a ceremonial question that I do. And essentially I would love for you to kind of reach back to someone who's on their journey, either behind you or haven't even decided like where they want to go in life. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking it could be a young mom. For you, it could be, it could be anyway. It could be before you even decided you want to go into law school, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you think about it, it's like more like words of wisdom to that person you want to reach back to, what would you say?
0: Mm I would tell them that you can have it all. It's hard work, but you can have it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think sometimes I just thought I couldn't have it all. And that deters you, that scares you. and yeah. makes you don't want to do anything. It makes you want to be complacent. Okay, I'll just work the job. Mm-hmm. But you can have it all. You
1: can have it all. Yeah. I love it. Yep. Well, there you have it, guys. If there's anything that the audience heard or watched that connects with your story, how can they reach out to you?
0: Um, You can reach out to me directly on my website, www.sunshineenterprise.com. Sun is spelled with the O. You can reach out on Instagram. That's sunshine, spelled with O, underscore enterprise. Or you can give me a call at 678, what is it? 744-6388 it's it's sunshine in there too
1: okay cool We're Oh, oh six
0: seven day. eight shine 88 that's hey, it <laughs> i like
1: it i like it that's gonna be all of that is gonna be in the description below you can always reach out contact her see how the journey is going and, huh. and figure out how you can work with her but the next until next time see you later
2: peace
1: peace